the epistle for the Feast of the Holy Family. It's taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Colossians, chapter 3. Brethren, put ye on as the elect of God, holy and beloved, the bowels of mercy, benignity, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If any have a complaint against another, even as the Lord hath forgiven you, so you also. But above all these things have charity, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts, wherein also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms, hymns, and spiritual canticles, singing in grace in your hearts to God. All whatsoever you do in word or in work, all things do ye in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the Holy Gospel, it's taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 2. And when Jesus was twelve years old, they going up into Jerusalem, according to the custom of the feast, and having fulfilled the days when they returned, the child Jesus remained in Jerusalem, and his parents knew it not. And thinking that he was in the company, they came a day's journey and sought him among their kinsfolks and acquaintance. And not finding him, they returned into Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his wisdom and his answers. And seeing him, they wondered. And his mother said to him, Son, why hast thou done so to us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the word that he spoke unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. And his mother kept all these words in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and grace with God and man. As far the words of today's Holy Gospel. And opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Words taken from the Gospel, the Feast, the Epiphany. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the Middle Ages, the Feast of the Epiphany was a chance for kings, princes, and nobles to imitate the three magi. The ambition of some of the most powerful rulers, such as Theodosius, Charlemagne, and Louis IX, was to go, at least in spirit, in the company of the three kings, to offer their gifts at the feet of the divine infant. These kings and many other nobles would process in their royal robes to the cathedral on the Feast of the Epiphany. They would humbly kneel before the Christ child in the manger scene and place there their gifts of gold and precious incense. And then they would go into the streets and give alms to the poor. 
This tradition was also taken up by the common people. They would take the most valuable gifts that they could afford, especially gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and bring them to the church to be blessed. And then they would keep these objects as pledges of God's blessing on their house and home. My dear friends, these Catholics of the Middle Ages offered their gifts to commemorate the feast that we celebrated yesterday, the Epiphany of our Lord. This feast remembers the arrival of the three kings in Bethlehem to offer their gifts to the Christ child. One of the kings gave our Lord gold, for gold is befitting a sovereign, and Christ is a king. Another gave him frankincense, representing our prayers ascending to heaven, for the Christ child is God. And the third offered myrrh, which was used to prepare the body for burial, for our Lord was born to sacrifice his life and die on the cross for our salvation. And the Christ child was very pleased with the gifts of the three kings. Their generosity and the difficulties that they overcame to offer their gifts showed that they loved God very much. And likewise, our Lord wants us to show that we love him greatly. He is waiting for us to offer our gifts as well. Of course, what we give won't be the treasures of the three kings, but we can give gifts that the Christ child wants much more than gold, frankincense, or myrrh. The gold that we can give is the gold of charity. Even today, gold is most valuable. It's the basis of our currency. And like gold, charity is the most valuable of virtues. It's the basis of all other virtues. The frankincense that we can give is the incense of our prayers. We pray to our Lord because he is God. We pray to adore him, to thank him, and to ask for the things that we need. And finally, the myrrh that we can give is the myrrh of suffering or sacrifice. As the myrrh of the kings represented the death of our Lord, our sacrifices and the patient bearing of our crosses are the ways that we will make up for our sins. So these things, charity, prayer, and sacrifice, although they seem little, it should be easy for us to do these things, to give these gifts. After all, they are virtues that we, commonly, we are commonly called upon to practice. But you know, when it comes down to it, it really isn't so easy. And do you know what often gets in our way? What prevents us from practicing these virtues? It's our own selfishness. It's because we are so concerned with ourselves and what's easiest for us. Our selfishness or self-centeredness is the reason why it's so hard for us to practice charity, to pray, and to make sacrifices. But we should remember two things. First, we should remember the example of the three kings, 
They didn't let anything get in their way of offering their gifts to our Lord. Nothing was too difficult for them. And second, we should remember that if we generously overcome our selfishness and practice these virtues, we will receive more than we give. For our Lord is never outdone in generosity. If we offer these gifts to him, he will give us other, better gifts. By practicing charity towards God and our neighbor, we will gain peace in our soul, in our community, and in our life. We will avoid all the frustration, annoyances, and difficulties between others, which are the result of a lack of charity. And if we try our best, God will help us with the grace to patiently bear the faults and defects of others. Through our gift of prayer, we will gain graces for ourselves and for our loved ones. For ourselves, the grace to overcome whatever vice or sinful habit that's most difficult for us to break. For our loved ones, perhaps the grace of conversion or the grace to break away from a life of sin. And finally, by giving the gift of patient suffering, God will take away temporal punishment. He will shorten our time in purgatory. Naturally speaking, we don't like to suffer, but how much better is, is it to suffer the little inconveniences and the difficulties of life than to suffer even a moment of the pain of purgatory. And so choose one of these gifts to bring to the Christ child. Decide which one of these virtues you need to work on most. If you tend to speak uncharitably or if you gossip about others, if you easily get angry, impatient, or frustrated, offer the gold of charity by renewing your efforts to overcome this sin. If you often put aside your morning and night prayers, fail to say the rosary each day, or easily give in to distractions when you are praying, give our Lord the incense of your prayers by making the effort to pray and to concentrate on your prayers, especially when you're tired or want to do something else instead. And finally, if you find that you often complain about the duties of your state of life, about the difficulties or the hardships, or if you look for the easy way out, offer the Christ child the gift of sacrifice, offering up these troubles in union with his sacrifice for you. My dear friends, don't approach the manger empty-handed. Choose a gift to give to our Lord and make a serious effort to practice that virtue, especially over these last few weeks of the Christmas season. All that our Lord looks at is your efforts. It doesn't matter if you fail time and time again. He wants to see you earnestly try. He wants to see your generosity. And then he will reward your efforts with his help, whether for yourselves or for your loved ones. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.